Over about the past week or so, people have said, oh man, Father, this is a really busy time for you. It has to be pretty hectic, or this has to be really difficult. And, you know, I appreciate the sentiment that it is a long week. But to be honest, this is my favorite time of the year. It is always a joy for me to revisit the mystery of our salvation. And in particular on this Holy Thursday, the Mass of the Lord's Supper is perhaps my favorite of the entire year. Because as it says in the Missal, the book that we use for prayers at the Mass, it states that this is a focus in particular upon the sacrament of the Eucharist, but then also on the sacrament of the priesthood. In some sense, this is Father Aaron and I's night. We focus on this as the night on which we see the Lord institute the priesthood. We see him draw these men to himself in a much closer way. We see that even in this gospel tonight, some interpreters have read that as Jesus is washing their feet, this would have been part of the Levitical rite of ordination. That is, in the Old Testament priesthood, he would have washed the feet of a new priest as part of the rite of ordination. And so what we see happening here is Jesus is clearly designating these men as his new priest, the priest of his new covenant. And these priests will, of course, minister primarily as guardians, caretakers, celebrants of the Eucharist, ones who would spread love for the sacrament of charity, Christ's abiding presence among his people. As you notice, as, or you may have noticed as you come into Mass this evening, the tabernacle is empty. It is meant to be an imitation of the first Mass, because Holy Thursday is the first Mass. So that as the tabernacle is empty, we are going back to that faithful night. Before there was Eucharist reserved in the tabernacle, before the first Mass. The reason why it's empty is because we are celebrating, we are going back to that moment tonight in which our Lord celebrates the first Mass and gives us the gift of the Eucharist and the primary care of which he would put in the hands of his priest. And this is why it is so important for you to pray for myself, Father Aaron, Father Mondike, Father Reckers, all your priests, all the priests in the Archdiocese and throughout the world. And I think in particular there's also this part which it just struck me as I was reflecting on this reading this week, it is the insistence that, Master, you know, that whenever Simon Peter says, Master, are you going to wash my feet? You will never wash my feet. I'm sure that Father Aaron can agree with me that at a certain point where we first felt called to the priesthood, there's a sort of repugnance that takes place, a fear, not me. I couldn't possibly do this. And whether it's past sins, whether it's the state of our lowliness as a result of feeling that we don't have enough intelligence, enough competence, enough courage, whatever. With every single priest I've talked to, there's always this moment within the first kind of move towards the priesthood that there's this fear. You will never wash my feet. Whoever is bathed has no need except to have his feet washed, so you are clean, but not all of you. Unless, you, unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. The Lord's insistence here to give this to Peter is also an indication of the desire that he gives, desires to give to his priest, and also that he has for each and every one of us. In some ways, he's telling Peter, let me love you. 
Let me dote on you. Let me care for you. And I think that this is such an important element of the priest's life, that of prayer, of just simply being with the Lord. It is perhaps our primary task. Father Eugene Boylan, who was a great spiritual master of the 50s, 60s, that kind of era, stated that he would rather a priest spend his time communing with the Lord and the tabernacle than committed to all sorts of good works. Because only the Lord can give those good works their true meaning, their true death. If a priest does not pray, if I do not pray, I lose that inheritance, perhaps not fully, but then I fail to serve the Lord as I promised him on the day of my ordination. And you will hear Father Aaron and I may renew our priestly promises after the homily. The Lord desires to give us on this night to renew within us the gift of the priesthood so that you might receive in greater abundance. And let us, I first pray, commune with him on a regular basis, day in, day out, and make prayer my primary task. I cannot serve you as, deserve, as you deserve to be served. I cannot know the Lord's will. Because also on this evening, something that each and every one of you were invited into is at the end of a Mass, we will take our Lord from what would normally be the tabernacle, as I mentioned, but instead we will go over to the St. Joseph altar, a reminder of Jesus' own going out after the Last Supper to the Garden of Gethsemane. We will go with him. We have the opportunity to wait with him and to succeed where his disciples fail, to pray with him in the garden. Because as somebody actually just told me yesterday, a teenage girl nonetheless pointed out to me, that the Garden of Gethsemane is really where the battle was won. Because up to that point, Jesus was not resolved. He was still doubtful about taking upon himself the cross. And it's really in the Garden of Gethsemane Whenever he first prays, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Let this chalice pass from me. And then after returning, and then after finding the disciples asleep, rebuking them and coming back, saying, not as I will, your will be done. It is in the garden where the cross was ultimately won, because from that point on, we see no doubt in our Lord's actions or words but only a resolve to carry out the Lord's will, to do what he asked, to do what his Father asked. And this is what the task of prayer does for your priest. And dedicating myself to prayer, it enables me to carry and discern the Lord's will, but then also to receive the resolve and the courage to carry it out. But then it is also the case for you as well. Because the gift of the priesthood is not just simply for the priest himself, as great of a gift as it is and as much joy as it brings to my life. Personally, the gift of the priesthood is also for each and every one of you. For from the priest, we are baptized. We are brought into the life of the church, the gateway sacrament. Pray for the priest that baptized you. Through the priest, 
you were forgiven of your sins. Again and again in the confessional. He stands in the person of Jesus Christ and forgives sins as he forgave the sins of the adulterous woman of Mary Magdalene and of the four men that brought their friend to be healed on the mat and lowered into the house. The priest does the same for you in the confessional. And then finally, the gift that keeps on giving, the Eucharist. On this night, the Lord gave us the gift of his body and blood. He gave us the gift of the Eucharist, that it might sustain the new Israelite, the new Israel, the new Israelites, and their journey towards heaven, towards becoming saints, towards becoming the men and women that he has called each of us to be. The Eucharist is his abiding presence, his continued way of ministering to you, his continued way of doting on you, of loving on you, of serving you. As he dwells day and night in this tabernacle, to use a line from St. Josemaria, he's been waiting 2,000 years to have that conversation with you every time you come in here. This night is ultimately a fulfillment of the Lord's desire to give himself entirely to not just his disciples in the priesthood, but to also all of his faithful in the blessed sacraments. That when we receive him, when we approach him in Holy Communion worthily, there's nothing that he cannot give us. Pray. Pray that the Lord might overcome those aspects of your heart. There's places of your heart that you perhaps have lost hope that the Lord can heal. Join him in Holy Communion. Join him in Gethsemane. I want to invite all of you to take at least some time this evening after this Holy Thursday Mass is done to pray with our Lord in Gethsemane. To give your heart to him and to say, Lord, I desire to keep you company as your disciples were unable to do. I want to remain here with you I want to stay with you, to comfort you, to console you in this hour of trial. Because you can do that, and he desires for you to be there with him. Stick with him. And then even if you can, we have two other churches at Sacred Heart Holy Angels. We can also go to spend that time with our Lord, to journey as the Lord journeyed forth, to make that pilgrimage with him to keep him company, to seek him, to comfort him. Because all he really desires is your love, and in return he gives you all of his in this most blessed sacrament. It is the gift of our salvation. It is the comfort of our souls. And it is a peace that each and every one of your hearts seek. And it is a peace that's only found in Jesus. Jesus' true presence, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and the most holy Eucharist.